1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: This is ATL day ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. It is a hump day, Wednesday. We hope you all are enjoying your day so far, and we're going to make it better for you because guess what, T? We got some good stuff cooking up in the kitchen today, right here on ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, 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 we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and when you download that bad boy go ahead and leave a five-star review and i'm just going to ask nicely today um Mm -hmm. and then just leave it at that all right now what we got cooking for today the atlanta falcons have reshaped their pass rush group right we know they were horrible last year let's just be honest 18 sacks we're going to talk about them potentially Mm
1: -hmm. being
0: better than that maybe even doubling that bad boy (laughs) and also Nephew Ronnie is the absolute answer to all of our questions, all of our worries, all of our troubles. <laughs> um, Little G-like, little God G. <laughs> Small case G-god like when it comes to the Braves and, and what they got going on. And last but not least, and for the culture, we missed something yesterday that we absolutely have to get to because as you see how Tanisha lit up, and for those of you on the audio side, she lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I will talk about that as well. And but well, before we get to all that, you know, like I said, mentioned earlier, the Atlanta Falcons team they had 18 sacks last year. Um, <laughs> you have a guy like Lorenzo Carter who was brought in mm-hmm. to help out and try to get that number up some. They drafted Arnold Ebicchetti. Um mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. drafted D'Angelo Malone as well. Yeah. A guy who kind of I think kinda fall out of the conversation a lot because, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's still a third round pick, you you have ex- certain expectations. Right. I think I think people are have to put him in that conversation as well. You do. And yeah. but I think that for me though, and and I definitely want you to um, chime in on this. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the the main thought though is how do they get to yeah. more than that if not even double that. Because 36 yep. sacks still isn't that much, but right. it's a lot better than what you did last year.
2: It is. well, and, and when you look at it, I think the roster turnover speaks for itself, right? Because right. you look at somebody like a Lorenzo Carter and the fact that he spent four, we'll call him solid, four solid years with solid the Giants, yeah. And you're hoping that, I mean, in a, a scenario of like maybe him getting four sacks, you know, with the Giants, yeah. like, well, you still doing better. You know, you're still almost, a, you're a, about a quarter of a way, a little over a quarter of the way to where the Falcons were last year. So if one player, if one player they got in free agency even gets two more than he got last year, now you're a third of the way to where we were. Mm-hmm. So you have to be encouraged and think that you parted ways with the likes of a Stephen Meads, a likes of a Dante Fox gave you nothing. Jonathan Miller, yeah. yeah. who really didn't <laughs> much of anything last year so to me it just seems like the ceiling is so high and then we were even just asking you know why some of these players may be the guys who can give you that like what's their motivation and you look at Lorenzo Carter and being on a prove it type deal so of course he wants to prove that he could do this and sometimes being back home and and I say home you know having played at UGA and just kind of being in uh, familiar territory Little across
0: high yeah, well.
2: exactly and then you got <laughs> North, right some and a lot of, and we know it didn't quite work out on the field like we hoped it would for Mike Davis but at least from the perspective of his perspective and what Lorenzo said there there's excitement about being back in his, his native land right and then I think mm-hmm. also uh, Arnold Ebicetti really takes seriously and is embracing the role of, I know you all basically traded up to get me and I'm going to show you why that was very much worthwhile. So I'm talking about it from an individual motivation perspective, right? And do. like you yeah. said, D'Angelo Malone, he's just what you call them, which is not a lot of conversation and commentary about him. You don't think he's paying attention to that? You don't think mm-hmm. he, that he, he has something that he wants to prove as well? With, you know, given this, this opportunity, because, again, right now what you're looking at is, and we talk about sacks and the possible productivity or increasing the productivity from 18 sacks to whatever that's going to be. But also, right. we're looking at the fact that at the end of the day, can you even generate a pass rush that affects the quarterback? Can you right. even affect the mobile quarterbacks that torch you? I mean, literally, I can remember games and the one that came to mind just really, really quickly was a Jalen Hurts-type mm-hmm. game. Like, right. Jalen Hurts just, I mean, was just breaking ankles out there. I know it's not a basketball court, but he was just out there doing, you know, painful, painful things. And I think, too, you spoke to Ade Ogundeji, uh mm-hmm. on Friday as well, and you guys had an opportunity to speak, and he was so quick on the draw. So for me, it was a mental thing when you were asking him about what he would do on third down. What does that look right. like for him? And the fact that he responded well... It didn't get lost on me because that to me was a mental twitch reaction. Saying, yep. that, "Okay, if you already know it and you already think it, that means that's something that you've been working on."
0: Stop so- digging into my mind, T. <laughs> Stop trying to play mind. You playing mind games with Debo too? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, right.
0: <laughs> but but I think like that was the guy that I was gonna bring up Adi Ogundegen. Like he's a guy that you know he. I mean, I know it's OTAs and everything, but. Right. Here's the thing. If he's in there right now, that means they trust him enough to be in that space, which is that starting outside linebacker space right now. He's in there. So, and, you know, he got one sack last year, and Mm -hmm. I think that – He knows what the expectations are as well. And I think this is going to be a family thing, right? It's going to be a collection of guys. I'm not looking to one person to get eight, nine, ten sacks. It'll be great. That'll be be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll help you get there really quickly. mm -hmm. We might be having some conversations about doubling that sack total from last year. But I I think that all the names you mentioned and putting all these guys in the one pot and saying, you know what? Peas just said, okay, we're going to figure this thing out. And guess what? Troy Anderson, and yeah. you know, you're going to be coming in there too as far as from a, um, a stand-up linebacker position. We're going to blitz mm-hmm. you as well. We're going to figure this bad boy out because we know P's like to blitz from every level. A.J. Terrell mm-hmm. might get some opportunities to blitz. Oh, so nobody. if there's some you, – because you have a, you're have you a little bit better in the secondary than you were last year coming into the season, so that might free you up to send a little bit more pressure because we know what that looks like last year, and that's not – and that we knew know exactly what – um peas was thinking when he wasn't blitzing as much as people felt he should so yes. I-, I think that's something that we can definitely keep an eye on mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I- I'm very interested to see how this thing plays out it's starting in July when they put the pads on because we yeah. already know that's what I'm looking forward to <laughs> for, sure. for sure all right now the Golden State Warriors
1: mm-hmm. the
0: Boston Celtics tip off at nine o'clock tonight T who needs the ball in order for this thing, to, so they can um, get this series going? Um, because we already know Boston took one up in uh, up in uh, out there in uh, San Francisco for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. ever. They played games out there, um, finals game that is. Uh, yeah. Who do you who do you like as far as the X factor for tonight?
2: Yeah, and for me, for both teams, there are two X factors. So right. for me, with the Warriors, I want to see Andrew Wiggins have a breakout mm. game. I believe yeah. if they can get it out of him, that will bode well for for them at both ends of the court. We saw what he was able to do in game three, but also all across the entire postseason, right? So he right. to me is is that X factor. Although, you know, I always give an honorable mention to Clay Thompson because I still think that he's going to be not just the game changer, but the series changer as soon as he gets that two-way play together. But I'm still going to go with Andrew Wiggins as an X factor for tonight. <laughs> for the Warriors and then for the Celtics, Marcus Smart, because he's the one that shut, that's been shutting down backcourts and not just one player in the backcourt. Whoever you put him on, he is going to give them fits. So I feel like Marcus Smart, if he really uh, is the contain for the backcourt for the Warriors again tonight, then that is going to be their X factor. And then I think for both teams, Jarvis, the X factor is the mentality that they take into this game because... The Celtics win the game, I believe, if they take into this game a mentality of even if we come back in the third quarter and the Warriors have their pat, pat the third quarter, we've already shown that we right. can get back on top of that and swing a game with a 20-2 to two type of run and then completely take over the game and obliterate them from there. So if you take into that game one mentality into this game, then that is to me a winning formula for the Celtics. But on the flip side, I'll say the same thing for the Warriors. Their mentality has to be the same as their game two mentality in the third quarter. Understanding the assignment that look, just because you go up by double, like 30 point type double digits, even if you right. get a lead like that, it ain't safe if the Celtics start to hit from three. So you've got to put foots on next and keep them there. And when a player like Clay Thompson says, nah, coach, keep me in. That was the indicator, like yeah, because I know we need to keep foots on next, and that's what we're gonna do. So I think that in addition to players, the mentality, the mindset, especially in that second half for these two teams, is gonna be the X factor for them.
0: No doubt about it. And and when to kind of add to what you were talking about with Andrew Wiggins, when he's going, the Celtics don't have a chance. I'm sorry, I go ahead and say it, but when Andrew Wiggins got it going, like he we've seen throughout these these um, entire playoff run. Mm -hmm this is a scary team to be and as far as the celtic side i mm-hmm. want to do a little combination of two guys right yeah. and you've yeah. talked about you know you probably know who i'm about to get ready to say mm-hmm. al horford and Derek white yeah. combined for 14 yeah. points that yeah. cannot happen again especially yeah. the way al horford played in the in, in the first game like you can't come out like you have to be a factor like you have to mm-hmm. continue to be a factor because you're a vet because you have to be able to bring. Exactly the same thing to the table. Not actually, yeah. you can go out and go crazy and hit 12 threes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you need to get a solid four to five and, and, and be consistent with your shot when, mm-hmm. when you know when when the game is on the line. So I think the combination of those guys up in there in a little bit getting back to what we're used to seeing from the from them, I think Boston can can pull this bad boy out for sure. Yeah. And last but not least, T. Another little interesting little nugget, like. Mm-hmm. Kind of mentioned this yesterday um, after the show we were kind of talking. You know, the uh the president yes. of the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. has decided to step down. Now, a lot of people are trying to give us a little flack because of you know the whole and Embiid speculation and all that mm-hmm. good stuff, right? This is the president of the team. Yep. It's deciding to step down. Yep. Is this the first domino to fall? or is this the only one to fall right
2: say you I say it's the first I truly believe that it is the first domino and and we've been saying for a while now that as you get closer to the offseason and you start to see dominoes fall like this whether it's with their team or whether it's with any other team really in the league Jarvis that's when you start to say hmm I wonder if there's the possibility or an opportunity for any of those guys to come this way, come down south? Because to me, it just shows that there's some unrest. There's some unrest there because a, a president has decided, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. Just like a Quinn Snyder, eight seasons and just just like that as far as we know of course it's and probably everybody
0: crazy. know that that's the first domino to fall <laughs> there you
2: go there exactly. you go but so when you start seeing dominoes like that then all of a sudden the possibilities of a Joel and B parting ways and being open season for the Hawks that's very very real or worst case scenario if you don't get some of your A listers like a Joel and from the Sixers or even you know Jeremy Grant is the most recent you know sexy pick so to speak Uh, to come come this way, but also Donovan Mitchell has popped back into the conversation big time as well. If you don't Mm -hmm. get any of those guys, you can also look down that Sixers roster to see if somebody, and I'm just throwing out a name here just as an example, guys, not just saying Mm -hmm. go get Tyrese Maxey, but just saying the other piece there is this. If for some reason you don't get the number one piece, you may be able to piece two players, you know, kind of have two players together that Mm -hmm. come and kind of round this thing out for the Hawks and put them in better position to compete next year.
0: No doubt about it. All I'm saying is, I think all we're saying is, Travis, work the phones. This is a very important offseason for you. Just public service announcement. That's all. It's ATL Day 1 with Jarvis and Tanitra, We want you to stick around because coming up next, we think that Ronald Acuna should borrow an older superstar basketball player nickname. We'll tell you exactly what that is right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Stick around. It's Locked On Sports Atlanta.
2: It is ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis over there shuffling his papers because you know him. He likes to do his research and he likes to give you guys little nuggets. So, hey, never mad at him for going, hey, got to make sure I got these last few numbers right. And you know what? Numbers, we always have to make sure we get right our subscriber numbers as we get closer and closer to that 2,000 mark on Dude, we appreciate you guys for that. Keep following and keep liking us as well. And also, the numbers that we like you guys to get right that five star review when you are checking out our podcast on any of the platforms where you check out other podcasts. So, we appreciate you guys for continuing to support us and for letting us know how much you enjoy this particular podcast in the Lock On Sports Atlanta Network. And speaking of things that we enjoy, we enjoy when we can still say these words and I quote the man. JD, the Braves are still undefeated in June. Come yeah. on, people.
0: There we go. Come
2: give them love. Give, give them love. Give yeah, it yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on and give them love. Yeah. Yes. Up. Yes. 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 So, and you know, being a serious journalist, I will not be using sexual chocolate and Ronald Acuna Jr. in the same sentence. However, Darvis <laughs> said it. We're just going to roll with it. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> Yep, also, will white on the chocolate rest. when Jarvis refers to Kyle Wright. Moving right along, right. we had ourselves a three-two win last night as the Braves returned home to Truist Park, opening up oh, their homestand with hosting the A's. And you know that was it was a really nice three-two win because it had so many of the storylines that you and I had talked about. Before the game and what we really wanted to see a bounce back night from Kyle Wright, you can't ask for more from him than not just the eight innings that he pitched Jarvis, but also coming back on giving up several hits early on, shaking it off, settling down, and then going right in and showing you that he had the stuff. And he had this stuff for the entire night. And then whenever you see Ronald Acuna Jr. not just saying that he feels like he's back to 100%, but actually showing you that he's back to 100%. When you're talking about six hits, including three home runs, these last two games, only the second time in his career that he's done that in a two-game stretch in that leadoff spot. And again, the importance of it is the fact that he's doing it at a point where he's telling you it's like showing proof. Like, I'm not just saying I'm back. I'm showing you I'm back back. So that is just a beautiful thing, especially when so many of us, Braves country, you and I, we've been trying to figure out how the Braves would turn this thing around, have Mm -hmm. the answer at the right time, and who and what that answer was going to be. And there have been, I would say, nominees for the answer, because certainly the Braves have gotten some good things, uh, whether you look defensively at a Michael Harris II, Austin Riley, who has definitely held him down during some low moments and some dark stretches. William Contreras, who's played all of about 20 games. And it's just, Whenever
0: he's on the field, he's going to ball. <laughs> right. and that's
2: actually, you put him at catcher because, because he's called some solid games. You put him in left field. And of course, certainly behind the plate. But when you talk about Harkening back to that one guy who was the ultimate game changer and is the name, the original namesake for the the answer, and Allen Iverson, you got the answer last night in Ronald Acuna Jr., who was so icy.
0: it is. And, and the thing about it, like we were like literally g- racking our brains trying to figure out what the answer was. Right. I right. kind of hinted at Ronald Cooney. Oh, yeah. yeah once you yeah. can start we playing know. every day yeah. yeah. in July, when you know, all that right. stuff, when you read the one year anniversary of his surgery, I was like, well, that's yeah. too far from now. What are your answers now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now that we are here, though. Oh my God, his name is the answer. Like we're going to refer to him as the answer in the yep. month of June for at least, at least for that amount of time, But because I think we're going to borrow the, borrow the nickname from AI for, for, for a second here, just yep. the 30 days, AI, that's all we need. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you think about it, though, it's just, just him being in the lineup, like Kyle Wright talking about after the game, how Ronald Cooney can have a bad day at the plate, a bad, bad game, game. Bad and game. Still be Steve. that dude yeah. whether it's getting on base, stealing yeah. bases, put pressure press on the opposing him. pitchers. Mm-hmm. It's just so many ways he can affect the game, and yeah. I, I don't. To be honest, which I have never really seen that before. You know, just from a. Especially from a leadoff hitter, like yeah. he has twenty-four leadoff home runs, yeah. and you know, yeah. and the closest person in, in the organization, he's breaking the record, and he's just adding on to it. Is Felipe mm-hmm. Alou? Felipe mm-hmm. Alou had seventeen. So yeah, yeah
2: that record. Think about he go back <laughs> to go find that nugget.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So my whole mm-hmm. thing is with him, it's just that he's the guy. Yeah. He's that dude. He's the he's the answer to all of the Braves' needs right now because. Yeah. We know what we've been getting from the pitching staff. Those guys have been pretty consistent throughout mm-hmm. the season and just haven't really had that run support, right? And, and, and Ronald Acuna is a guy who, like I said, he can go yard. He can get on base. He can steal mm-hmm. bases when he's on. He can put that pressure on defenses. He can score from first to third on, on a, yes. a double you may hit if they hit a double in the gap. Mm-hmm. It's just so many things that this dude does. And and, and my whole – and I just got one gripe, team. I want to go ahead and get this out because okay. I've been reading some stuff online and all this stuff. Like now people are having issues with the celebrations, right? My whole thing with that, yeah, like people Aww. have an issue with right. that. Right? People, people have an issue with the way the man <laughs> celebrates. And I'm I'm not calling out Dave O'Brien because I absolutely love D.O.B. And it was just the way he was talking about it because, he, you know, he's talking about how he's elite talent and, and Brian Snicker, don't really know what he gonna do with him and as if it's an issue like (laughs) what do you mean what he gonna do he don't (laughs) doggone love it and and, and embrace it embrace it because that's who he is he's a young kid that not kid he's a young man that's out there doing his thing playing the game that he loves and he's expressing himself in a way that you would never will and and never would have you know um because you're just not on that level you know and and I think that for, 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 for Ronnie to call this one out Saying that he was going to do it If mm-hmm. he hits a home run to do the celebration It right. is just absolutely so It's just cool and dope And for all the people who don't like it kick rocks pound yeah. sand and just go hide somewhere because this is the game of today and yeah. stop telling me about what went back on 20 years ago because yeah. these kids want they have emotions and they show it and they have a different way and a show than you because they probably were better than you at sports so yeah mm-hmm. stop 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 thank you
2: and the thing stop. about it is in, in actuality it's been there for forever because last i checked osie smith was doing backflips in, in, in the outfit yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. you know, or infield, yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, it may not have kind of looked that way. Like you may not see the you know the icy chain and the you know hat turned to the side or what have you. It may not have looked quite like that, but there were definitely some things, and there were definitely some players. Even I'm sure before. Uh, Ozzy, that would stand at that plate and kind of do their own kind of low key bat flip or kind of their stare down and watch that moonshot before they trotted around those bases. That's the joy of the game. So let him and Braves country and all of these people who are tuning in and watching the evolution of greatness, let them enjoy the moment. It's funny because I was having a conversation just last night about that. And, You know, I was having a conversation actually with our old boss and he mentioned you and how you were telling him, man, just, and and a couple other people were telling him, just take it in, embrace, you know, the opportunity and just enjoy the moment. You'll have plenty of time to dig down into all of the inner workings of your job. And listen, Ronald Acuna Jr. still has a lot of growing to do. So he's still going to be sitting back and seeing how he can get better and taking all of the advice that he can to improve himself as a player, but I'm also okay if in the moment he's enjoying what is happening because I just believe that that brings other people joy. And I think if MLB wants to catch up with the likes of the NFL, NBA, and even Major League Soccer, man, low key, they get they they get it in too with their celebrations. Yeah, come on, that's an exciting thing for a fan. And last I checked, they're playing the game for the fan of 2022, not the fan of 1952. At the end of the day, that's just the reality of it. And when I think about as well, and take another away, by the way from nephew Ronnie, but I think the other piece there for the Braves is this. One thing that it, it kind of like it's contagious, but it's in a different way, because obviously it's not like football where, you know, it's 11 players and each one of us is kind of affecting the guy next to us, right? Or it's five players at each end for basketball, and they're literally playing off of each other. It's a little bit different in baseball, but sometimes when you get a spark, like Ronald Acuna Jr., you may not be able to always show like a statistical significance or whatever or correlation, but then you start looking at little things and start looking into the weeds and saying, hmm, and Ronald Acuna Jr. set the stage because it would— with him setting the stage, that gave Guillermo Heredia the opportunity to hit a leadoff home run, right? That gave right. Kennedy Jansen an opportunity to come back and redeem himself from yes. his last couple of outings and get that perfect ninth inning to get the Braves to save. And I just believe that when you put somebody like Ronald Acuna Jr. in the space that he was put in last night and really the last couple of games... Then it starts to become a trickle down effect. You start to believe. And one more thing, Jarvis, before we wrap up that I wanted to say is this is also the perfect opportunity. And I hate to be negative, so I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just being realistic. This is the perfect opportunity for the, you know, for the Braves to kind of take advantage. Could be some big times up ahead for the Mets. Because when you're looking at the possibility of them losing a Pete Alonso or a Starling Marte for an extended period of time, coupled with the fact that the Braves already had a a lesser strength of schedule, if you will. It's just a lighter load that they're going to be carrying for the month of June and a heavier load for the Mets. And you look at things like what happened with the Astros, where, you know, they'll go on like and they went on like an 11-game win streak, if you will. And those are the things... That when, um, oh, and the Angels, I wanted to say, you know, who lost 11 straight. Right, right. You start to swing when you start thinking about things like that. So if the Braves can do what they're supposed to do, which is beat some of these lesser teams during this stretch, while maybe the Mets start to get, you know, go on the ropes, at a minimum we can start talking about possibilities for wild card, but at a maximum the division is not maybe as much out of reach as maybe it was even a a week or, or two or three ago.
0: We'll definitely see tonight with, at 7.20. Ian Anderson is on the mound, and I'm going to say it again. I said it yesterday for Kyle Wright. Make sure you keep those guys off the bases, Mr. Anderson.
2: <laughs> exactly. The end. Period. Period. The end. But, you know, speaking of the end, we definitely, definitely have a group and a little something that we were to talk about and for the culture where – it's never ending for them because every time they go quiet or they go dark, something brings them back to the forefront. And ooh, 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 I'm always here for it. So we're going to talk about it and for the culture on the other side of ATL Day 1.
0: Final segment of ATL Day One's with Jarvis and and We are back. We want to thank you for riding with us and rocking with us throughout the entire show. I also want to thank you for helping us get to 1,600 subscribers. Like you said, we're hashtag push for 2K. We're trying to get there before the football season starts. Come on, don't make Let's us look bad, people. y'all. We're putting it out in the atmosphere because we want it to be done. Yes. You know, if that sounded like something in the in the Bible, it probably is. Because yes, we you know, meant hey, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's kinda, you know, that's that's how we get down on this show. Um, so yeah, we wanna thank you for the uh, making ATL Day 1s. First, listen to today as always, and we are free available wherever you download your podcast. Yeah, and when you download that bad boy, make sure you give us a five star review. You know, we don't play about that stuff on this show. All right, this is Fourth the Culture segment, T, and it is an intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, whatever the hell we want to talk about, this is yeah. how we get down. And <laughs> today is no different, T. I am. I wanna start this segment by saying I am disappointed in you. Yeah. Because for you to miss the 34 year anniversary of new edition releasing if it isn't love. Yes. I don't know. Like I think you're maybe losing your fastball just a little bit. Shameful. It, because you are the biggest new edition fan that i know and don't yeah. tell my wife that i said that because she is right there behind you
2: well, yeah. Yeah. Take, a step, take a step a seat because only this kid drove three four and a half hours to see new edition recently and drove back three and a half hours the same night because i was determined oh, to you, weren't around. I, you weren't playing yeah. around that's a true fan that's a I, real I, fan I, 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 i've never missed a New Edition concert tour if you will never ever. Okay. ever and lord knows i've seen them and i've yes i have traveled many times to see them this is not my first time traveling right. to see them and i'm sure it won't be my last because like i said they just keep on what i love about it is this you know oftentimes we don't give flowers while the greats are living right, right. we talked about right. that very thing yesterday not that we didn't give prince flowers but i think when he left us that's when we really realized, oh, we should have given him many more flowers when he was yes. alive because the mm-hmm. void is real. The void yes. is real. And so it's so for us, like, you know, like I'll call her T, T, we're, we're T1 and T2, depending on which who you and so, talk to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we know from day one who he is and what he's about, what they're about, but so many others did not and so yeah that particular song was sort of what took them I guess uh, no pun intended but from boys to men if you will and they got behind you know the great production crew of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis Mm -hmm. and they literally brought Johnny Gill on board and and things just you know it just meshed it was just like the greatest thing like we all know like not just the the moves of of the song but the video as well and look I always tell you how for me okay now y'all know Jarvis is a big old football player, like a big old football player, right? I have seen men Jarvis' <laughs> size doing the routine. I mean, <laughs> we'll have that bad boy down pat, wow. including both of our our big our big brother, Brandy uh, McMichael, and he's the one who I was literally like, "Now, man, Jarvis and I have been at the cookout all mm. these mm. the years, singing this that, all these years, mm. exactly all the dripped up and draped out songs the person can sing, and yet never." have we done the new edition routine for If It Isn't Love? Uh, And everybody kind of knows that routine. So yeah, man, shout out to those guys for being the consummate professionals. I'll say this before we wrap up. Uh, Every day, yes, I I do. I'm a creature of habit in certain ways, uh, if you will. And so every day I literally go on to different social media platforms, primarily IG, by the way, but mm -hmm. go on social platforms. And there's some group that I follow that does like these new edition uh updates if you will whether they're on okay. an individual player like uh uh excuse me artists like bobby brown getting his documentary on again which man his documentaries are always must must watch TV if you haven't yeah, seen
0: yeah he, like, he knows how to put on a show that's for sure yes, that's one thing about bobby. Yeah, bobby Bobby don't have no issues so putting on the show
2: all day, every day. <laughs> so whether it's you know giving you that update or like they were just in uh the Caribbean for a soul festival And about a minute into the show, right when Ralph was going to go into more of the solo part of the next solo part for If It Isn't Love, his mic went out. When I tell you Mike Bivens spun around so fast, did a leg slide, switched microphones, threw the bad mic out, spun back in place for the next move, I was like, you're the GOATs. Y'all be out here calling folks GOATs and giving (laughs) that title to folks? Nah. Nah. You want to give the title to the real goats? It is Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny. So, yes, thanks to my guys for rocking and rolling with for us for so long and just keeping it quality and keeping it classy throughout all of the ups and downs in this show. ATL Day Ones will always, always give any their flowers, and ATL Day Ones is always going to give everybody their flowers if you guys make us your first stop in this Lockdown Sports Atlanta network. But don't forget, we'll give you flowers, too, if you make Hittin' Hard with John Chuckery your second stop because, man, oh, man, is it always fun to hear what Chuck has to say. So come back tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have some more good news. Hopefully it'll stay an undefeated June for the Braves. We'll talk it up. Hopefully we'll have a good game through from the NBA Finals to talk up as well. And listen, if there's any more tea out there, about the possibility of what's coming through for the Hawks, I would let you know that too. And of course, although our dream did not quite get it done with the storm last night, we know full well that they will bounce back. So we still have our eyes on what those guys are going to do as they wrap up their West Coast swing. So for Jarvis, I'm Tanitra. Thank you guys for stopping by again. We will see you tomorrow. Y'all
0: yeah, come back now, you hear?